Hi, babies. It's your favorite personal trainer, Liz King, here at Made For Me Fitness, and we are back. If you haven't left a five-star review for this podcast yet, go and do it right now because we need to get this podcast out there so I can keep doing more and more for you guys. It's been so much fun, and thank you so much to those of you who have already done so. I'm so grateful for you and how far we all have come. This week's topic is going to change your viewpoint about the gym and working out in a gym. But before I start, you don't need to go to a gym to get fitness results. I'm not trying to convince you to do things that you don't want to do. I just strongly believe that anyone can overcome their gym anxiety and it could potentially open new doors for you on your fitness journey. So it doesn't have to be now or even anytime soon, but at some point in your life, you may want to venture out and try new things and I want you to feel well equipped to do so. I have so many clients that have major gym anxiety, and that's fine. I customize everybody's workouts according to whatever they feel best doing, so it's not a problem. However, unless you have a full home gym set up, or at least some pretty heavy dumbbells, kettlebells, maybe a barbell if you're lucky, you're more than likely going to grow out of what you have. And if that is the level that you want to stay at, absolutely fine. You do not need the gym, like you don't need to be doing heavy things all the time. Oh my god. (laughs) It's garbage day or something. What the fuck is going on? Oh yeah, it's fucking garbage day. Alright, give me one second. What I was saying was you don't have to be in the gym to get fitness results. That is not the topic of this. This is simply to get over your anxiety to go to the gym or really doing anything new for that matter. If home is where it's at for you, by all means, investing in a good home gym setup is always worth it then you can do it whenever you want. You don't have to make the trip to the gym and all the equipment is always available and you can get it done in the comfort of your own space. So believe me when I say I am pro home workouts, but this episode (laughs) is not about that. As someone who has struggled with social anxiety and has managed to work in a gym for eight years simultaneously, I have some thoughts and advice about gym culture and how to overcome your fears as well as how to figure out which gym is right for you. So let's work a little backwards here. I'm going to list off the things that scare people the most about going to a gym or a new gym and just working out. First we have the gym is intimidating. People always saying that the gym is so intimidating. Second one is, I don't know what I'm doing or I don't know how to use anything. I just feel so lost. It's just so chaotic. It's very overwhelming. It's very overstimulating. Okay, then we have, I'm afraid of people judging me. And then we have, I'm not even fit enough to go to a gym. And if you have ever thought these thoughts, welcome to the club because I'm pretty sure that 98% of people 
regardless of where they're at in their fitness journey, felt this type of way before they got used to going to a gym. Let's get into it. Let's address the first one. The gym is intimidating. Okay, besties. No, it's not. (laughs) I'm totally joking. Oh my God, imagine if I said that. Fuck yeah, the gym is intimidating. The gym is intimidating. This we know. We know this, right? Acting like it's not and hearing people invalidate that and say like, no, it's not intimidating. It's like, well, not not for you. It's not for you. That's fine. It's intimidating to me. Some people, it might be intimidating. Some people might not be intimidating. Fine. Valid. Okay. Accept the fact that the gym is intimidating to you. Fine. We know this now. Going to the gym is intimidating as fuck. It feels like the equivalent of showing up to a new job, but everyone else that works there already knows how to do everything, but your boss never told you what to do and just said, oh, just go figure it out. Or it's like going to a new school where you don't know anyone and everything is new and scary. Something about walking into a gym for the first time just makes your inner child want to run away and never, ever, ever come back, besties. It's the first day of elementary school all over again, but you're old now and believe it or not, have less confidence in yourself now than you did when you were in elementary school. You've seen some shit. You've been through some things. So why the fuck would you want to put yourself in a situation where you could potentially embarrass yourself or feel like the odd one out or feel judged? It's very intimidating. Well, besties, I'm going to say this with all the love and care for you that I can possibly give. You need to embarrass yourself more. I don't think you embarrass yourself enough. I know you don't embarrass yourself enough. You want to know why? Because if you embarrassed yourself more often, you would not be afraid of embarrassing yourself. You would realize that feeling embarrassed is a personalized experience created by you, yourself, and you. Just like insecurities, it's completely subjective to whether you feel embarrassed about something or not, insecure about something or not, intimidated by something or not. Yes, we pick up social cues along the ways. Of course, we're not robots. We can tell when someone is laughing at us versus with us. We can tell when society is kind of putting pressure on you to be a certain way or act a certain way. It's not always a bad thing. Feeling embarrassed when we do something wrong or hurtful to someone is a good thing. We need negative emotions and these social cues to survive and be generally accepted into society, right? They're not a bad thing. Feeling embarrassed is not a bad emotion. It's not good, it's not bad. But over time, we've curated this special playlist of things that embarrass us, intimidate us, make us feel insecure, right? Feeling intimidated by someone else or something requires a level of insecurity within yourself to feel like that. Not saying that it is your fault for feeling intimidated. And insecurity is not a bad thing. That is not what I'm saying. Whereas, for example, if somebody is acting like a fucking predator or an asshole and literally trying to bully or intimidate you into doing something and feeling a certain way, like, that's not your fault. You know what I mean? If somebody is, like, actively making you fucking uncomfortable, they're an asshole 
it's you're going to feel that way anyways. That's a defense mechanism. Like, I'm not saying, oh, well, you should tough it out. Like, no, you should scream and like call the police. I don't know, whatever. But in the sense of the feeling of simply walking into a gym or a room and feeling intimidated by the equipment, the people, the energy in the room, that in a sense is on you. And I get it. There's some gym horror stories out there. But it is pretty fucking rare that anyone would be outright bullying you or doing anything noticeable that would signify that they were judging you or trying to intimidate you. Most people do not give a fuck. That's the narrative that you're playing out in your head. That's what anxiety is in a sense. We're trying to always piece together these these actions and these moments in our life and try to create a story we're, we're always creating worlds we're always creating stories especially if you do have anxiety or social anxiety and you think that like death is much better than feeling embarrassed or even like having someone look at you it's a really crazy feeling but that is just completely internal so why do we worry so much about it going into a gym are you going to date these people are these people in the gym going to play any role in your life where you would even genuinely care about what they would think? Probably not. I don't know. If you met your partner at the gym, that's on you. But other than that, why would you care at all? You don't. The only person that is telling you these things about yourself is you. So when you catch yourself thinking, Oh, they think I'm unfit or I think I'm unfit. Oh, they think that I'm in the way. Oh, they think that I'm stupid because I don't know what I'm doing. Bestie, I hate to tell you this, but that little asshole that's saying those things to you is in fact you. And unless some bodybuilder walks up to you and says, hey, bitch, so you're like really unfit. You're kind of in my way and I think you're stupid because you seem really lost in here. You have no fucking right or reason to think that other people are thinking that. And the probability of someone ever actually doing that or saying that is real fucking slim. But even if it did, like, imagine the kind of person you would have to be to do that to someone else. Trust me, being that person is miserable. You wouldn't even have to clap back at them to know that they are going to live a very strange and unhappy life, right? Because would you say that to anyone in the gym? Yes or no? Okay, would you ever think those things about someone in the gym? Yes or no? Because that might be another underlying factor. You might be a little judgy. You might be thinking these things because you do in fact think these things towards other people. And that's fine. We can all be judgy. Whatever. But being mindful about how you judge and perceive others will help you reflect on what parts about yourself you think that others are judging about you, right? So if you're constantly picking apart people's outfits or other people's bodies or thinking that they do things that are cringy and embarrassing, those are really reflections about you. So it's important to keep that in mind. And of course, like, yeah, we can watch a fucking TV show and be like, damn, that hairstyle was fucking whack. Like, you can have those opinions and you can be, you know, but in a sense, you want to try to stray away from doing things like that and saying that. It just brings a lot of negative energy 
towards you in a sense, because the more you think about that to other people, when it happens to you, you're going to think that way about yourself. Now, remember this and remember it good. You can only feel judged by someone if you're seeking their validation. I'm going to move on in a sec, but I just want to get this out there. Have you ever been on social media and maybe went to a big influencers or personality page and looked at their comments? Go look at one of their posts, scroll through the comments right now, and I want you to find the weirdest, judgiest comments and tell me that you would want to be friends with that person. Truly, look me dead in the fucking eyes and tell me that you would want that person to be in your life. Go look at those comments. There's some fucking specimens in there. You cannot tell me that you would truly care about that, what that person has to say about you, right? This is something that social media actually helped me with in the weirdest fucking way because I get some weird ass comments from people all day, every day. <laughs> and like, I'm not a robot. Sometimes they do get to me and make me kind of angry or upset or insecure. Being judged negatively for any reason sucks. The little kid in me wants everyone to fucking like me, okay? Sue me. I have feelings. But what I realized is that 90%, maybe even 95% now, I don't know, I'm losing patience every day. 95% of the people who are judging me or saying these things through the comments are weird to me. Incel status weird to me. Not only... Is it weird to me that anyone would have the urge to type out a negative comment about the way that I look or about my advice? I mean, if my advice is wrong, whatever. Shout out. Cool. Whatever it is. But most of the time, it's not about that. It's weird that doing that fed them in some way. They got a little kick of serotonin or dopamine just sending that. Besties, do you know what that says about a person? It doesn't say anything about me. It doesn't say anything about you or me, but everything about that person. Now tell me this. Should I care about the comments from the crusties that are weird enough to comment something with the intent to make me feel negative and insecure about myself? Or should I care about the hundreds of people who have loved and appreciated and found beauty in something unique about me? So the feeling of potentially being judged or looked down on or intimidated by other people in the gym, it's the same scenario. People who are going to do that have problems within themselves. People that don't have problems within themselves and can appreciate somebody starting something new, like, good for fucking you. Like, praise yourself right now. Give yourself a pat on the back. Hug yourself. Love yourself for getting out of the house and showing up to a gym. That's great. You are changing your life. You are about to go on to a journey of something that could be really, really beautiful and you can make so much progress and you are working on yourself. Other people, good people are going to see that and respect it and appreciate it because that is part of the process. Who cares if you do some weird shit or fuck up, whatever. There is nothing that you can do that would really shock these people that they would think some, you know, you being you trying to figure out something is just so normal and natural. It's part of the process. 
And it's a beautiful part of the process because it's you coming out of your shell and doing something new. Here's the question. Why do you think I never delete my earlier episodes of this podcast? I have never once listened back to them either. I know what to expect. If you want to witness me being new at something, go back to episode one through four, maybe. I don't even know. I don't have no idea. It's in the past. (laughs) I didn't know how to start a podcast. I knew nothing about audio quality. Even after I looked it up, I just had no idea what I was looking at. I had no idea what I was doing, obviously. But I knew that I wanted to start a podcast. You know that you want fitness to be a part of your life. You know that you have goals to achieve through fitness. When I started, I didn't care who thought this podcast was cringy at the time. In fact, my own boyfriend at the time, that, that, that good old ex of mine, told me that my TikToks and podcasts and the content that I was making was embarrassing, right? Okay, so worst case scenario, someone actually says that to your face, but it didn't matter. I knew what I wanted to do. I knew that I would enjoy it. And I knew that it would help other people, so I just did it. But because of that, I will never, ever, ever take down my earlier episodes because it documents the process. It's an example to all of you and to me that you can be new and bad at something, but as long as you keep showing up and learning and growing, you will get better at it. Now, everything's different. We've got all of the good shit to make this podcast run the way that it should. I now have an amazing partner who hooked me up with a podcast setup and taught me about audio and things like that. So intelligent people will understand that you are new to the gym and you are new to this and that is okay. They may even offer to help you or not. They may just ignore you. Who knows? But That's not really in your control of what other people do. And that's just the biggest part of gym anxiety is just overcoming that social aspect and that social anxiety as well. As a personal trainer, as a fitness professional, I can look at anyone in the gym and appreciate the fact that they took time out of their day to fucking be there. I don't care if you're unfit. I don't care if you don't know what you're doing. Like, you're there to learn it. That's what you do. You wouldn't see a first grader walk into a math class and write down 2 plus 2 equals 22 and say, oh my god, what a fucking dumbass. This kid has never done math before. Like, he doesn't know how to do math. Like, you would be like, oh, what a loser. Like, I'm so much better than him. That's so embarrassing for him. Like, no. <laughs> no one would do that. You're new at something. Like, be new at something. It's okay. If you walk into a gym as a newbie and do something wrong, the only thing people are going to think is, oh yeah, I used to do the same thing. That's it. And then it leaves their mind and then they never remember you ever again unless they see you next time. And they're going to ignore you so that you don't feel embarrassed because they want to see you keep showing up. They want to see you win. Or maybe they'll come over and give you some pointers or a tip, which means that they want you to keep showing up. They want to see you win. And they wish that somebody had told them what the fuck to do when they started. Everybody has felt as lost as you do walking into that gym. Those are the two scenarios. Any interaction that happens outside of that is coming from an individual that is going to have no value or importance in your life, right? Because they're weird and they have some strange self-fulfilling prophecy or needs that aren't being met. And that's not your fault, okay? That's, that has nothing to do with you and it will never have anything to do with you, okay? So now how do we fix all of this fear of judgment and embarrassment that might happen to us in the gym? 
perspective and acceptance. Gaining the perspective that if you saw someone trying to do something for the first time, anything, riding a bike, rollerblading, painting, would you think that they were stupid or silly for doing that? Now imagine, if you're learning how to roller skate, you're at the roller rink. There's the people that whip around doing the fancy footwork, but you know who else is there? Those wall huggers, baby, click clacking around, arms spread out as far as possible, bracing for impact at any moment. Do you think anyone gives a shit? No. There's people that are new to shit. And the only way to get good at things is to practice them. You're at the roller rink. That's what it's made for. It's made to roller skate no matter what level you're at. You are in the right place, baby. You're not trying to roller skate down Main Street or the highway. Then maybe you can feel a little intimidated, like uh, insecure because it's probably life-threatening and you should get the fuck off the main road. But you're not trying to enter a bodybuilding competition or run a marathon. You're at the gym where you're supposed to learn how to gym. And yes, it is scary learning how to take up space when you feel like you don't really know what you're doing. And it gives you this sense of, oh, well, this other more advanced person needs it more than I do. So I'm just going to stay out of the way. I feel like I'm in their way because they're doing all their things. They know what they have to do. Like they're on a mission, you know, and people who are working out like, we get into the zone, you know, like when you're in that zone and you just like, we're not mad, but it's just like you're in that zone and you're, you're very tunnel vision. So it, it can be a little intimidating to other people, but you're really just enjoying being at the gym or you're just trying to get it done. And you're kind of, you, you are kind of on a mission, but at the same time, that doesn't mean that all gym etiquette or all consideration for other people leaves the fucking building. No one is more important than that person. You are all the same. We are all people. We all deserve to take up this space no matter what level you are at. So answer this. You're in line to get tickets to see your favorite artist, okay? It's a big long line. You've been waiting for a while. Are you going to give up your space in line to someone else because they seem like they know more about the artist or have been a fan for longer? Fuck no. You're not. You're going to hold your space in line and get your damn tickets. And the people who have to wait in line after you, tough shit. You're in your spot in line. You know how to take up space. Which means you know how to take up space waiting for a machine. It's all the same thing. You all pay the same amount to be there. You don't get mad at people who are in front of you in line at the grocery store, right? You already know how to take up space. You know how to tell someone who's cutting you in line to fuck off. The gym is the exact same thing. Everyone pays the same, everyone has equal access to all the facilities, and if other people try to rush you or act like they have more access to it or not, that's on them. And you're not responsible for their poor time management skill, and they should have gotten in line before you, or they should have done things differently. Like, you snoo snooze, you lose. It's, it's your turn to do it now. That is your space, and you are worthy of that. And you need to accept that within yourself. Now we need to practice acceptance as well. Gaining the acceptance that things might feel a little embarrassing at times. You might feel lost at times. You might have weird moments with other people. You've already learned to accept that anytime you step foot outside of your house, you risk all of those same factors. You risk all of that going to work. You risk all of that going to the grocery store. You risk all of that going to the 
shopping at the mall, anytime you leave the house and the comfort of your own company and your home, you are then subject to intimidation, embarrassment, and security. You could trip, you could drop something, you can mess up your words, you could spill something all over you. Shit happens. Does that mean you're just going to sit in your room for the rest of your life? And I'm a room person. Like, I barely, I leave my house to go to the gym, I go to Starbucks, I go to the grocery store. That's it. I'm a room person, okay? I know what it's like. I, I work in my room. I live in my room. I, like, I don't even enjoy going into my own living room. <laughs> I am a room person to the core till the day I die. And that is fine. But if I'm not doing that because I'm, I have anxiety of reaching out or accomplishing these things, if I have my mind on something and I'm like, I want to start this, I want to change this, then I go and do it. And I realize I accept that it's going to be uncomfortable. I accept that. But I accept that the only way that things are going to change for me is if I experience that. And it just gets better. It gets easier the more and more you go. Walking into a new coffee shop can be kind of confusing and scary sometimes. It is to me. I'm like, I don't know where to go. I don't, you know, I don't want to feel like I'm in people's way in a sense. But after my 10th time going there, I know where the fuck to go. I'm going to walk in there. I'm going to be like, this is my coffee shop. It just takes exposure. It just takes practice. So accept that it will feel hard. Like it will feel like a challenge. And that is fine because you will not change otherwise. If you are doing the same things again and again and expecting yourself to change, that is insanity. Literally. That is the definition of insanity. Being in the gym is no different, so you have to accept that. All right, so now that we have changed our perspective and accepted the fact that the gym is no different from any other public space, therefore we have no control over what happens or what other people think or do, and it does not matter because what these people think or do to you has zero impact on your life. They are not your boss. They are not your friend. They are not your partner. They are not your mother. They are not anybody that you will ever really, really care about other other than outside of basic human nature and general care for other individuals right outside of just seeing their face at the gym that's it that's it that's all it means to you that's all it will ever mean to you and what they think and how they act is completely out of your control the only thing that you can do walk into the gym with a plan try to execute that plan anything that happens outside of that is not on you (laughs) that is not it's not about you. It's not your responsibility. It has nothing to do with you. And as long as you go in and try, no matter how weird it might feel, as long as you walk out, tell yourself, hey, good job for showing up today. That is all that matters. And you do it again tomorrow and you keep going in and you keep showing up and you get more and more familiar with it. You get more accustomed to it. You get better at what you're doing. Your form gets better. You know what to do. It's all a work in progress. So gym anxiety, although it can be tough, it has so much to do with how you internalize things And you have to remember that that person that's bullying you and intimidating you and telling you that you're embarrassing is you. And we don't want to do that to ourselves, guys. This is a self-love, self-care journey. We are trying to bring a lot of positive energy to ourselves. We're trying to get stronger. We're trying to be better. We're trying to get fitter. Like whatever we are trying to do, we can do it. And it just takes practice. 
Now, one thing I cannot stress to you enough is to make sure you have a plan before you step foot into the gym, okay? If you're going into the gym and you have no idea how to do anything, you're not sure of what exercises to do, you're obviously going to feel super lost and you don't want to be there and checking Instagram, trying to grab ideas from this workout or follow this other workout or this when it's not really a part of something when you don't know to go in and just, okay, I need to do X, Y, Z, get it done and leave. It makes it so, so, so much harder. Having a plan will decrease so much noise, so much anxiety, and so much insecurity about being in the gym when you know what you're going to do. So promise me this, when you start going to the gym or when you go to the gym, even if you already go to the gym and you don't have a plan, get one. You are going to show up and already have a list of exercises that you are going to do. You are going to walk around, look for the things that you need to do, and then you're going to do it. It's okay if you do them a little wrong. It's okay if you use the wrong thing in the wrong way. It's okay if it feels a little awkward. That's how you learn. That's how you get better, by experiencing it, doing it wrong, and then doing it right and feeling the difference. When I am training a client, them doing something wrong is the best way for them to learn how to do it right. It's a perfect example for them to feel what happens if they're doing it wrong within their body because you're going to be using different muscle groups or it's going to feel a certain way. And then I can really easily point out how it feels to do it right so then they can self-correct in the future. It's all about feeling it and experiencing that. You're like, oh, that was wrong. <laughs> what do I do? I have to fix it. That's, that's like life's way of, of checking you to make sure that you're doing it right. It's necessary for you to do things wrong when you're learning. So bestie, begging you, begging you, begging you, please make sure you have a plan before walking into the gym. You're automatically going to feel so much more confident and you at least have a better sense of direction as to what exercises and what equipment you're going to be learning about. And start out slow. If you don't have a customized plan or anything like that, you don't have to waltz up to the squat rack and deadlift pad right away. Majority of the time when I have a client that's not super confident in the gym, I give them workouts that only require one or two sets of dumbbells so that they can walk up to the rack, grab them, and then go walk over to a quiet corner of the gym and do all of their exercises in that one corner and leave. You don't have to be walking from one end of the gym to the other a hundred times to use different machines or anything like that. You can grab a weight, go to a corner, get it done. And you don't feel like you're in anybody's way. You don't feel lost. You know which exercises you're going to do. Maybe you need like a bench or something. You roll the bench over the spot. Bada bing, bada boom. All right. And then if you're going to use machine, you can walk up to that machine when it's empty or walk up to an empty rack and you're going to stay there. There's no reason to be moving from spot to spot to spot to spot to spot. You're rarely like if you're if you have your eye on a machine and you're using machine, that's your machine. No one else can do shit about it. That is your space. You get your sets done in that one spot and then you move on to the next exercise or the next machine or whatever you got to do. And I'll let you in on a little secret too. Depending on your goal, most machines, like sit down machines in the gym are completely fucking irrelevant. The most effective exercises for most goals are going to be free weight exercises, which means that you're using dumbbells or barbells. So they're not attached to anything. The only other thing that is effective is cable machines for like lat pulldowns, rows, things like that. 
it's also because it allows it's on that cable so you're allowed to move freely right every compound exercise only requires free weights loads of good stuff comes from free weights and free joint movement that being said take it step by step you're allowed to go in and tell yourself i'm just gonna go in and do two exercises i know and then walk on the treadmill for 30 minutes and then get the fuck out of the gym in fact i tell people to do this all the time i write this down for people all the time everybody generally knows how to do a bicep curl right and then an overhead press pretty straightforward for the most part even if you do it wrong as long as you're using an appropriate weight nothing bad's gonna happen to you Walk over to the weight section, grab those 10 pounders, walk over to a quiet or empty corner in the gym, do five sets of curls, do five sets of overhead press, put the weights away, clean them, put the weights away, walk to the treadmill, walk for 30 minutes, boom, first gym day done. Next day you go into the gym, you know how to do a squat and lunges. You're going to walk over to the weights again, you're going to grab those 10 pounders and you're going to walk to your trusty corner and then do five sets of squats and then five sets of lunges, put the weights away, go walk on the treadmill the next day you're gonna walk in you're gonna walk in and you're gonna grab your yoga mat and you're gonna do five sets of ab bikes and five sets of dead bugs on the treadmill boom home congratulations you've just completed your minimum requirements for your very first week of being a gym baddie baby let's go that's it practice showing up and doing small achievable things every day or every other day to keep going you can do the same thing next week maybe start focusing more on form Day after day, making corrections, being more mindful of how you're moving, watch a YouTube video or talk to your trainer, aka me, about what it should feel like ahead of time so then you can go in and practice. Then the next week, you can add three exercises each time. And then the next week, maybe even four if you're progressing like that. (laughs) Naturally, you're going to progress as long as you keep showing up. Don't expect yourself to go in and know everything. No one else is expecting you to go in and know everything. And what happens is the more that you treat it like that and just allow yourself to trust and enjoy the process, the gym ends up being a third space. What is a third space? You might ask. The concept of a third space has been used as a sociocultural term to designate communal space as distinct from your home which would be your first space, or work, which would be your second space, okay? Most of us have home and then work. A third space is a place, which it could be a physical place or maybe even a mental place, that achieves a calm and composed state of mind where you can catch your breath, focus, and even experience a transformative sense of self. Sometimes people's third space is the car ride home. Sometimes it's a coffee shop. Sometimes it's a bookstore. The gym can be your third place if you allow it to be. Exercising can be meditative if you allow it to be. Exercise can be difficult, but what's even the difference between controlling your breath during yoga or meditation versus controlling it during or after a set? It's breath work. Feeling a muscle in your body light up while you're exercising is mindfulness and body awareness, a sensation of growth and an incredible natural process that is happening within you. The sounds of your gym playlist or podcast hyping you up or educating you. The sensation of sweating is extremely therapeutic, just like stepping out in the rain. It takes your mind away from your normal body senses and gives you something else. So simultaneously as you are triggering your anxiety, you are soothing yourself through exercise. It takes practice, it takes acceptance, and a change of your perspective. You're not going to the gym to beat yourself up because you want to be fit. You're going to escape your day. 
It's not work. It's not home. Your responsibilities are not there in your third space. It is an outlet that you desperately need as a human and will help you with anxiety as a whole as well. It's very meditative if you allow it to be. And I know that sounds crazy if you're trying to go into a gym and you're intimidated by it. But the more you think about it as a form of self-care and you are showing up to learn and practice that self-care, you're going to be more likely to go. So I hope all of you listening, this has helped you in some way, shape, or form. If you think that this could benefit somebody else just to hear this kind of perspective on things, please share it with them. I appreciate you all so, so much. Thank you for listening. Please leave a five-star review if you have not already. It helps me so, so much. And I cannot wait until next week when I can drop another episode. So until then, see you later. Bye.